for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker, and I'm really excited to welcome you to a very special episode. Over the last six months, I've given webinars teaching parents how to get your kids to listen the first time you say something. I call it what to do when no stops working. I've had over 7,000 families watch it, and I wanted to share what they had to say about it with you. This episode is taken directly from one of those webinars, and it's for you if at times you feel like your kids don't listen. They tune you out or backtalk and disrespect you. Listen to this episode if you find yourself saying, no, 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 and counting to three or four or five over and over. You're going to learn the five secrets to help you know how to respond when this happens and speak in a way that makes your kids listen the first time, all without tantrums, fighting, backtalk, and screaming. Make sure you stick around until the end because I'm going to let you in on a very special invitation to join the Meeker Parenting Community and all the amazing things that come with that. Let's improve the relationship with your kids and stop the frustration. Sound good? Without further ado, here's what to do when no stops working. You know, I'm a pediatrician and I have the best job in the whole wide world. I love kids. One of the things that I love about kids is the funny things they say. And uh, <clears throat> a couple years ago, I had a kindergartner in coming in for his physical. <laughs> and uh, we we're chatting and he's talking about his grandmother all the time. And I said, really, why do you like being with your grandmother so much? I mean, as a grandmother, I was thrilled. And he said, you know, she hugs me all the time. I said, isn't that nice? And he said, it feels so good. She's so squishy. And I thought, how wonderful. You know, sometimes the things that kids want from us are opposite of what we think they want from us. You know, we try to be fit and all this kind of stuff, and yet here was this grandmother who was pleasing her grandson so much by, you know, her squishy hugs. Um, but anyway, that that really, and I thought that was really, really cute. I could write a whole book on all the cute things that kids say. Um, but actually, what we're going to be talking about today is how you handle your kids when you say no and it doesn't work. So have you ever done that? <clears throat> have you ever even told your two or three-year-old, no, stop biting your sister, and he just runs away and doesn't pay any attention? Sure. I mean, you're a normal parent, and um, I've been there, five-year-old, 10-year-old, that you tell them what to do, and they look at you with this smirky uh, look and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And um, we're going to talk about setting boundaries with our kids. Um, you know, I remember as a young mom, <clears throat> I felt this sense that life was chaos and I was exhausted. And um, I, I, I really felt that there was a lot of confusion. I didn't know what I was doing wrong because my kids were rude. They were talking back. I thought, what's wrong with me? And then I had a patient come in a couple of years ago, I'll call her Sarah, and she felt the exact same way. And she said, you know what, Dr. Meeker, I have a seven-year-old son. He won't listen to me. I tell him to turn off his video games. He pretends I'm not there. He's rude. She said, to tell you the truth, I don't know if I really even like him. And I knew exactly how she felt. Now, when I was a young mom, I didn't have any help. And that really, really bothered me because I wanted to come, somebody come along and say, here, try this and try this. But nobody did. But when Sarah came in and she told me these things, I said, honey, I get it. I have help for you. And I gave her my Simple Discipline um, That Works program. She came back in a month. She'd applied two of the principles that I talk about in there, and boom, her son had changed 180 degrees. Here's why she was so exasperated, because she knew her kid was a good kid, and he was. And with his bad behavior, she thought, does he have ADHD? Does he have anxiety? Does he have a learning disorder? No, you know, he just hadn't had boundaries set well. And was she a good mom? She was a great mom. 
but she didn't get the help she needed. So that's why I'm here, to give you the help you need because you are a good parent and your kids are good kids. You say, well, you've never met them. Yes, I have. You know, I've met so many kids and I know you're a good parent because you're here. You're learning. You're, you're digging in. You're trying to do the best you can. And so let me show you what um, living out of crazy and chaos like she was living in looks like. I was at the park with my three-year-old granddaughter and um, she was going down a twisty slide over and over and over. And we were getting ready to leave and you know, she finished uh, at the bottom of the twisty slide, looked at me and was holding on the slide, looked at me with this very impish look. And I thought, uh-oh, she's going to go up that slide. I said, Maggie, no. Well, she looked back at me and don't you know, she started up that slide. I said, Maggie, no. Well, that was it. She kept on going up the slide. I ran after her. I pulled her down the slide and I took her over a tree. She screamed, told me I was a bad grandmother, tried to run away from the tree. And I held her and I held her and I held her. I said no twice. It didn't work. So I wasn't going to say it five times. I put her in a timeout. She screamed. We withstood it. Lasted about 15 minutes. The rest of the day was perfect. So the principles I'm going to talk to you about in Simple Discipline that works are simple and they work. So as we're talking, I want to know, you know, what are the behaviors you're struggling with? You know, is there a specific one that's bothering you with your child? And it doesn't matter how old your child is, what is it that's driving you crazy? You know, that's that's actually making you resent your child and you don't even know if you like being in the same room with your child. And so um, that's what I want to know because I want to dialogue, if you will, um, with you as best I can. Before I go on and we really dive in, I want to tell you a little bit about myself and here's why. It's not that I'm interested in talking about me, but whenever you get advice from somebody, you you need to know who's giving the advice. There's a lot of bad information out there, friends. Just horrifying information. There's some good information, but the information you're taught shouldn't be someone's opinion. And it shouldn't be anecdotal like, well, this happened to me one time and this works, so you should all try it. No, 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 no. You need, if you're going to take um, important um, advice, from somebody that's going to change you and change your child. You better know who that person is. So <clears throat> I'm a pediatrician. I've been a pediatrician over 32 years. I have four grown kids and five grandkids. Um, I've written seven books and they've been quite popular. I've um, spoken all over the world. And um, I've been all the major radio shows, the major television shows, and that's been really fun. Um, one of the most fun things was I was asked to speak at the United Nations. And it was so cool to see all of these um, men and women come from all over the world and talk about their hearts. And, you know, it's interesting. Their hearts as parents were all the same. You know, we want our kids to be happy. We want our kids to be successful. We want to have great relationships with them. And so it was so fun for me to be able to talk to them about that. But I think the thing that qualifies me most to talk to you is I love kids. I've worked with some really hard kids fresh out of prison, and I've never met a kid I didn't like. Why? Because when I look at a child, I can look past the exterior and see that child's heart. And I can see what's going on in there. Is there happiness? Is there joy? Is there hurt? But most importantly, when it comes to dealing with kids, no matter what you're dealing with right now, you know, maybe you're ready to pull your hair out. Maybe you're exhausted because you only slept two hours last night. I've been in your shoes. I know the hurt. I know um, how frustrating it can be. I know what living in chaos and crazy feels like. And so, um, like I said, when my kids were young, I desperately wanted somebody to come and help me, but there was nothing there. So I put together simple discipline that works because I didn't want my kids, as they parent their kids, to go through what I did. I didn't want my the parents of my patients to, to muddle through the way I did because they said there's an answer and it's very clear and it's hard, but it's not that hard. You know, once you get past the, you know, the first couple months of doing even the first couple of weeks, you're there. And so I wanted to teach my kids 
how to listen to me. I want to teach him how not to backtalk. I, but I, I didn't want just techniques. Okay. You can find techniques out there, you know, try this and try this and say this. But I wanted to know why my kids were acting up. You know, I didn't want just the superficial stuff. I wanted to know why. Secret number one, treat your child as though he's the person you want him to be or the person you want her to be. And what do I mean by that? That you should, um, you know, tell her she can be an Olympic skater when she's really uncoordinated? No. Or, you know, tell your son that he can be an NBA player when, you know, he maxes out at five foot six. No. I'm talking about raising the level of your expectations for their character. I'm talking about if you want your child to be patient, treat him as though he's already a patient kid. If you want your child to be honest, Treat him as though you expect honesty. And, and, um, so that when he's dishonest, you go, what, you know, that's not you. What is going on? Just a little change like that makes a huge difference in your kids. But unfortunately, a lot of kids feel like their parents talk to them and are waiting for them to just do something bad, particularly when it comes to teenagers. So it's really important that you check your tone of voice when you're talking to your kids and ask yourself, am I talking up to them or am I talking down to them? Kind of like they're a bad kid. You know, you'd be surprised even, um, you know, record your a conversation you have with your child if you need to. Here's, here's why I think it's important. Let's say you have a child who's yelling. Okay. And rather than yelling back and getting mad and sending him to his room and, and treating him like he's a really jerky kid, you walk over to him and say, Johnny, you've developed a really bad habit of yelling and that's not okay in our house. So my job is to help you break that habit. And do you see what you just did? You affirmed your son that he can get under control. He doesn't have to yell. See? He, you can expect him not to yell. And so you've affirmed that part of him and you haven't talked down. He's much more likely to do that. But the opposite can happen too. And I see this really pretty frequently. I had a 14 year old girl who got into a lot of trouble, skipped school and was um, drinking and she got um, suspended from school and her mother was a single mom. She was irate. She grounded her for two weeks and they had a knockdown drag out. Well, the girl got the lesson and she sort of pulled her act together and about three, four months went by and she was great. She, she got her grades up. You know, she did everything to make her mom trust her. When Friday night she came to her mom, she said, mom, you know, I know my curfew is 10, but can I have a curfew of 10? 30 tonight because I want to go and do some, some things with some friends. Your mom looked at her and she said, why in the world should I extend your curfew to 1030? You have disappointed me so much after all the trouble you got into a while back. Why in the world should I trust you? Well, what did she just do? She just threw the kid's mistakes into her face saying, that's who you are. That's who I expect you to be. I don't care how good you've been the three, or, the past three or four months. Um, you're not that good kid. You're the bad kid then. So guess what the girl was going to do? Is she going to rise to the a level of continuing to be trustworthy? No. She says, if my mom thinks I'm a screw up, then I'm just going to be. And so what would it, what would she have been like if her mom would have reversed that and said, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You've really proven to me over the past four months that you've, you've really made some major changes. I'm so proud of you. Sure. You can have a curfew of 1030. Kids rise or fall according to the expectations we set for their behavior. So what are you accepting and expecting? in your kid's behavior, even if your child's four or eight or 10, doesn't matter. Secret number two, walk away from a power struggle. Now, how many have you have locked heads with your kid? And maybe you have a strong-willed child and you're a strong-willed parent and um, you're just tangling and, and you think, I am not going to let this kid get away with this. I'm in charge. And so your kid says something and you say something back or you say, um, Sandy, I want you to go um, clean your room. And she says, no, I'm not going to clean my room. And you get so mad. How can that 
kid talk to me. Um, and you say, you know what? It's really important. I know you're mad, but we need you need to clean your room because you know what happens if you don't clean your room. And she says, Mom, you can't make me. <laughs> Can you feel it? Have you ever had your kid? And you're getting madder and mad, you know, and you feel like I'm the grown up, you're the kid. Why in the world should, should that happen? I remember I had an eight year old strong willed child and I remember looking at her thinking, one of us is going down. It's not going to be me. And so you're locking heads with her and it, nobody wins when you do that. So it's really important when that situation is, is happening that you back out of that. Okay, because your your child's only going to fight back and you're going to fight back and it goes nowhere good. And so it's really important that you as the stronger adult who has the power, you don't need to prove it. You know, you want to show it to your kid, but you don't even need to show it because that kid knows you have the power. You own everything she has. You know, you, you, you own her phone, her bedroom, her, um, you know, everything, her tuition. So um, it's, it's really important, but this is where we fall down as parents as we jump into that power struggle. I was in a grocery store a couple um, month, uh, years ago with my four-year-old granddaughter, and we were having a really good time, and we rounded a corner and saw a big display of Cheez-Its, and she looked at him and she goes, Mommy, I want some Cheez-Its, and I just very casually said, no, we're not going to have Cheez-Its, and Within 30 seconds, this angelic kid turned into a monster. She threw herself on the floor. She started spitting and pounding and screaming. I was the worst grandmother in the whole wide world. And I was taken back because it happened just like that. And I thought, okay, took a big deep breath. I've been here before. I have three options. Option one, buy a pack of Cheez-Its and throw it in the cart. Just get her to be quiet and leave. Well, I couldn't do that because then she'd learn all I need to do to get my way um, is to throw a temper tantrum. No, nah, I couldn't do that. The next option I had was to grab that kid in a military sergeant way, say, we're getting out of here. You're not going to embarrass me in front of my friends or at the store I know watching. And we'd leave and leave the cart there and I get mad and shove her into a car seat, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not going to help. Yeah, she'll calm down for a few minutes, but it doesn't help in the long term. Or I could do what I chose to do, which is really become calmer. The more out of control your child gets, the calmer you need to be. It's hard. It takes a lot of discipline on your um, on your end, but that's how you diffuse a tough situation. That's how you diffuse a power struggle and keep yourself from getting all gnarled up in one. So I sat with her quietly um, after about 15 minutes, long 15 minutes. She calmed down and she stopped crying. And I knelt down and I put her face in my hands and I said, are you ready to keep going? And she said, uh-huh, uh-huh. And again, we went and had a great rest of the day. So that's it's really important. Do not get into a power struggle. Secret number three, always follow through with what you say. Is that a problem for you? Oh, boy, it was a problem for me. And it's a problem for most parents because kids have got our number. If we say things and don't follow through, though, kids believe that we don't really mean what we say. And it's true. You know, they don't they don't listen to us. Why should they? You know, we can say you're grounded for two weeks, but if we only make them, you know, if we only make them um, stay grounded for three days, why in the world should they pay any attention? So not following through with what we say when we're disciplining our kids is really, really common. And a lot of times you might be feeling like this right now. Parents will come into me and say, you know what? I've tried everything and nothing works. And um, I often say to them as we sort of dig and tell, what, tell me what your child does and then tell me what you do and tell me what happens after that. And, and usually what I find out is they give their child a consequence. The child makes their life so miserable for the following three days. They throw up their hands. I say, I can't take it. I can't take it. Here, have your phone. Okay. Um, do have whatever you want because I can't live with you anymore. They really have maxed out with their patience and they're ready to blow their top. And so it's, it's really important, um, to see what's going on when you might be getting into a struggle like this. Um, I had a little girl, I'll, I'll call her Angie, and she swore at her mother one time. And um, her her mother took her phone away and um, 
the the next time and, and she took her phone away but if you've ever had a 14 year old kid and you try to take their phone away it's horrible you feel like boarding the kid out or sending him away somewhere you know for a week and um but she made her mom's life so miserable that her mom finally said okay you know take the phone back i don't care you know just leave me alone and she she sabotaged her discipline now here's the thing in the short end and it, it works in the front end it kind of works you get the kid off your back but in the long in the long run it it doesn't it sets you up for more and more and more and more misery right because then the kid knows now i i um got my mom my mom caved after three days now maybe my mom will last for five days so i'll have to keep up my temper tantrum until then so it's really important if you give a consequence you got to follow through um so you know um the other way we sabotage ourselves when we give um when we we give consequences to our kids and we don't follow through is we say ridiculous things okay we say something like um johnny if you don't stop hitting your sister you're gonna go without dinner for two weeks you know or you think what you know and the kid goes what, what are you talking about you're not going to take dinner away from me for um the next two weeks of course you're not so again kids don't listen to you parents i hope you're enjoying this time together i need to take a quick break but don't go anywhere i'll be right back secret number four listen more talk less oh Listen more, talk less. And I always tell parents, particularly grandparents, buy a lot of duct tape. Put it over your mouth. The best way to get your child to listen to you is to listen to the child first. You don't have to agree with them, but you have to listen, even if there's three even if they're four. They have to see what listening looks like. They have to know how to lock into a conversation and pay attention. And they only learn that when they see you pay attention to them, they feel respected, and they see what listening really looks like. <clears throat> so it's really important that you listen more and talk less. One of the things that I've done, <clears throat> and I wonder if you've done this, so if you have done this, put it in the comments section, please make me feel better. And that is when I ask my kids a question <clears throat> and they start to answer, while they're coming up with their answer, I am formulating my response to that answer while they're answering me. So they're saying, I ask them a question, they're saying, yeah, mom, I tried this, I tried this, da, 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 and I'm Think I'm not paying any attention to what they're saying because I'm thinking in my response. So as soon as they stop saying something, answer my question, boom, I jump in with my response. Well, what does that tell them? That tells them what you just said really doesn't matter to me. So why should you listen to me? Because you may think that what I say, you know, shouldn't matter to you. Right. So you're not teaching kids how to listen. And it makes kids feel disrespected. And when kids feel disrespected, boom they're out of there okay they're not going to pay any attention to you so if a child doesn't feel listened to or heard why in the world should they engage in a conversation why in the, in the world should they get, get engage in a calm conversation um, a fun conversation conflict because they're used to tuning you out and they know you're used to tuning them out. And so if that's what's going on in your house, there's no way any discipline or boundary setting is going to work. So I want to tell you a secret here. If you learn nothing else from this webinar, write this down. <clears throat> secret number one, if you want your kids to listen to you, <clears throat> look them in the eye when you talk to them. That means that if they're little, and they're a lot shorter than you are. You have to get down on your knees and you have to look them in the face and you have to make sure they're looking at you. Okay. So you don't talk until they're looking at you eye contact. That lets your child know and it lets anybody else know. I'm serious. Okay. We're having a conversation. You need to listen and I need to listen. And if your child is taller than you are, sit down at the table. 
say, you know what, honey, we need to talk about some things. I need five minutes of your time and I need you to sit down so that you're on equal ground because that that will make your child listen. If you're looking down or you're looking up or you're looking over, you can't make eye contact. Your kid's not going to pay any attention to you. The second secret that really works is to implement what I call the mirror method. Now, the mirror method is as you listen to your child um, saying something that you don't like or being rude or being ridiculous, you repeat the last sentence they said and you turn it into a question. Now, again, friends, this takes a lot of discipline, but you can do it because it's worth it's worth it. Um, let's let's say you have an eight year old daughter and you say to her, um, you need to cl- clean up the kitchen now. Um, it's it's your week. And she says, I don't feel like it. And you calmly say to her, you don't feel like it. I get it. So much stuff I have to do that I just don't feel like doing. Well, you can't make me. Um, and I'm not going to do it. And you say, well, I understand. I can't make you do it. But here's the thing. What happens if you don't do it? Well, I lose, I lose TV. I don't care. I don't care. And you're starting to boil, but you stay calm. And you say, you don't care. Ugh. But tonight your favorite show is on it. I was looking forward to sitting with you and watching your favorite television show. And then you just kind of leave it and you leave it in her hands. And um, here's what you've done. And this is something that my friend Henry ba- uh, Henry Cl- uh, Cloud, who wrote the amazing book Boundaries, which you have to read, um, taught me. He said, you always put responsibility on the shoulders of the kids. He said, when my teenage girls go out for the night, they know the rules. They know what's going to happen. So before they leave, I say to them, girls, don't put me in a situation where I have to implement consequences because that's a bummer for me. In other words, you're going to choose whether or not you're going to obey your consequences. And that's what you've done with that eight-year-old child. You've diffused the situation. And then if she says, I don't care about watching television with you, ah, well, that's too bad. And then you add another consequence. Because if you're going to continue to do this, and then you're going to enter in being rude, you know, I have to, um, you know, implement consequences for being rude, and then you give them another one. So um, this really is a technique that works. Look them in the eye, use the mirror method. Secret number five, give a consequence that actually matters. Now, this is where a lot of you and people like me who are really nice and hate conflict and don't want to drive our kids away fall down. Have you given your kid a consequence as kind of a softball? Because A, you don't want to push them away and you don't want to give them, make them upset and you don't want them to be comfortable and you don't want them to have to miss that birthday party because they need their friends, yada, yada, yada. You know how it goes. Um, or And so many of us look for a consequence that doesn't really sting, that our kid is going to, okay, okay, mom, okay. And, and then, you know, they do it for a few days and then you, you just kind of forget about it. Well, when you do that, your kid doesn't take you seriously, right? Um, and, and then you, again, you sabotage your discipline so you can't do it. So here's what you do. And a lot of parents again say, I've tried everything and nothing works. And so they've either, they've either, caved on giving the consequence or they haven't given the right consequence. Well, what do I mean by that? What I mean is you haven't found your child's leverage point. You haven't found what your child really, really, really wants or really doesn't want. And that's your leverage. That's what you use to take away from your child. Because if your child doesn't um, doesn't care about the consequence, why in the world should they listen to you? Well, they won't because they say, I don't care if I lose TV. I don't care if I have to go to bed half hour early. What, you know, what, that's not, that's not a big deal to me. And so they're just not going to listen to you. So when you are really serious about discipline and you're ready for your kid to listen to, you need to go at it and you need to find your kids uh, soft spot. What do they really, really want? Then you've got to have the guts to take that away. You say, well, that's mean. No, it's not mean. You know, you're trying to keep your kid on a healthy path. 
And if you don't keep him on a healthy path by healthy discipline, you know, he's going to go off to the left or off to the right, and it's not going to be pretty. So you have to find that thing. You have to study your child. Here's a warning. When you find that thing and you first implement it, your child's going to have a fit. They're going to be horrible. I remember my daughter. I said, if you act up anymore today, you can't go to so-and-so's house for for um, the night. And she said, I don't care. I don't care. She still um, was acting terrible. Her friends drove up our driveway with her mother, ready to take her home for the um, for an overnight. My daughter and I walked out to the car and I said, I'm sorry, my daughter will not be coming to your house for the overnight. Ma, her mother was disappointed. The kid was disappointed. My daughter was having a fit and I, I felt bad, but I cared more about getting my daughter to listen to me than to disappointing some people that day. And that did it, friends. You, you get your kid to turn the corner when you're serious about it. Find a consequence that stings. The other thing you can do is find something that they really don't want to do and give that as a consequence. Physical labor. I have a foster family in my practice. They have 19 kids. When they act out of line, dad sends the boys outside to chop wood and the girls have other physical chores, you know, and it works because they all know they have to do it. So they don't want to do that. So they're motivated to, to do what their parents tell them to do. So here's what I want you to think about. Think about your child right now and think about what he or she is struggling with and, and what are you duking it out over and, and what's bothering you the most? Is it they're being disrespectful? They don't listen to you. Um, you're confused because they're a really good kid, but they just won't, um, you know, come around and pay attention. Um, whatever it is, um, imagine fast forwarding 20 years. Okay, you've got a five-year-old now, he's 25. If you don't step in and start getting serious about discipline, which really means to teach, where's that child going to be at 25? Because your goal isn't to raise a good 10-year-old, a good 15-year-old. Your goal is to raise a great 25-year-old with really strong character. Okay, so you can't lose sight of the end game. So if you work hard at the front end, I promise you, it's going to get so much better. What parents don't understand is if you take a stand that's tough, really tough, you're not going to have to do that more than three or four times and your kid's going to come around. But what happens is when they start to give you such a hard time and you go, I can't take it, you've set yourself up for doing that again and again and again and again for years to come. Don't let this happen. And here's what I want to tell you. As I said earlier on, it's simple. It's hard. But small changes that you'd make uh, make huge changes in your child. Small changes. You know, they say that large doors swing on small, um, um, what do you call them? Um, what am I? Um, Anyway, that, that the tiniest changes come make the largest changes hinges. That's what I was looking for. Large doors swing on small hinges. Okay, tiny changes, tweaking here and there. And and I hear this happen all the time with patients, with my parents, um, parents of my patients. So I um, heard from a mom who actually implemented some very small changes in their behavior that actually turned their child around. So I want to tell you about her now. Um, a few years back, um, uh, parents, pretty good parents, and I knew them. They're good, good people. Brought their 17-year-old. She was out of control. She had um, tried to run away from home. She had the boyfriend they couldn't stand. Um, she'd been into drugs. She was just going down a bad path really fast. And they were scared for her. And they should have been scared for her. And so they brought her in and we started to talk and they said to me, can you find us a rehab place out west where we can send her and get her fixed? And I said, well, you know, we could find one of those places, but I'd like you to try an experiment first. And I looked at her dad and I said, I'd like you to take her camping. 
And he looked at me like, you're out of your mind, lady. And I said, no, I'd like you to try that one-on-one, no phones, no computers, just can't. And I didn't hear back from them. A couple months later, I saw him in a store. It was private. I said, hey, whatever happened, I didn't hear back. He said, you know what? It was the, the most amazing things. He said, I implemented two of those things that you told me to do. He said, I didn't get into a power struggle and I listened. I didn't get into a power struggle and I listened. And he said, here's what happened. I took her on a canoe trip. First day was horrible. She screamed, screamed, screamed. What do you do when a 17-year-old screams going down a river and there's nobody around? You, you just sit there. And he said, the second day, she decided she was going to scream and she was going to not talk to me, scream and not talk to me. And he said, that was miserable too, because when she wasn't talking, I didn't want to interrupt the silence. He said, the third day she cried and that was worse. He said, she cried. And then she talked about some mistakes I'd made. And he said, the weird thing is, I don't remember doing it. I don't remember saying these things. And he said, on the fourth day, um, we both started to talk a little bit. And I asked her some questions. And she would answer them. And then she would ask me some questions. And I would answer them. He said, by the fifth day, we were really kind of talking pretty well. And I was apologizing to her. And she was apologizing to me. And he said, it was so wonderful. He said, she's, we still have a lot of problems. He said, I don't want to um, mislead you. We still have a lot of problems, but we decided there was such a turnaround in our relationship that we made a commitment to each other to have breakfast every Saturday morning together. He said, we have a long way to go, but we're going in the right direction, applying two of the secrets, not getting into a power struggle and listening more than he talked. Every struggling kid particularly a teenager wants affection and attention that's all they want from their parents um so whatever you're struggling with my goal is to ensure you have not just a good relationship with your kids but a great relationship because you can you're so much closer than you think you know, you probably jumped on the webinar going, oh, you don't get it. I'm just, I'm just a horrible dad or I'm a horrible mom. I've made so many mistakes. I'm a yeller. I don't care. I don't care. Start today. You can have a great relationship with your child, no matter what age they are. And this starts when you get your child to start listening to you. Okay. And every good parent can get your child to listen to you every time. A bad behavior that your kid does over and over, okay, whether it's yelling or calling names or just walking away, your gut reaction says, I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to come after you. I can't stand this. That's, you know, you just pushed me over the edge. So you react from your gut. You can't do that. Simple discipline that works. My course teaches you not to do that. You see, that's why learning is so important. You're really good, but you need some learning here and there. The big door, the small hinges. And so the problem is, we don't know how to handle the situation the right way. You know, we've been in these situations over and over and over, and, you know, it's we feel crazy, and the situation's crazy and chaotic, but we don't know how to get out of it. It's easier than you think. I want to teach you how to handle that situation well, and that's exactly what I do in my course. I have friends, a proven plan that will get you to stop reacting to your kids and respond to your kids in a healthy adult way that helps you take control of the situation and appease and calm your child. I can teach you to get your kids to stop back talking, stop muttering under their breath when they say, when you say something that they don't like. I can help you stop that bad behavior in a minute. And it's very simple, but it's, but it's hard. I can help you stop the whining, the complaining, the swearing, the yelling, the door slamming. But you have to come along with me. You can't keep doing what you're doing now because it doesn't work. 
right? It didn't work for me. And I can teach you how to do that, okay? And I do that in my course, Simple Discipline That Works. I know that life at home can be so much better for you. You don't have to live exhausted and ready to um, blow your top and ready to pull your hair out. And you don't have to live sort of feeling like you resent their, your kids because they're always so hard to live with. You don't have to live like that, you know? And I have taught this to my patients for years and it works. And even if they don't apply all the secrets, if I can get them just to apply one or two, boom, those kids turn right around. The best part about this program, Okay, you need to listen. The best part about the program is I tell you exactly what you need to do in very specific situations. Okay, you can't, um, you can't give the same consequences to a three-year-old that you can to a six-year-old. You can't give the same consequences to th a three-year-old who bites than a three-year-old who colors on the table, right? And so what I really would like to do is bring chaos, turn chaos into peace. Can you imagine coming home at the end of the day after work or, you know, after a hard day and there's calm and there's peace and the kids are talking to you and they're helping out with dinner and they're six years old and you say, go get ready for bed and they get ready for bed. You are closer than you think to having that happen. But that's what I teach you specifically in simple discipline that works. We want good kids. You know you have a good kid, but... He needs to have some behaviors changed, okay? And you know you're a good parent, but you need to change some things too. You need to tweak them. We don't want to walk around mad and angry all the time. We don't want constant conflict and tension with our kids. In this webinar, I've shown you the foundation for discipline. You know, it enables you to begin to make some immediate changes, but tomorrow and next month and in six months and in three years, you're going to face other problems and you're going to face other challenges because those are going to be different as your child gets older, right? So it's not a one and done. I can't just give you the foundation and say, good, good luck. I hope it works. My program, Simple Discipline, that works, will help you get to the place in your parenting you really want to be. I know you may feel intimidated right now. I know you might be like, I wasn't, I was not going to do that. You don't understand. I'm just a nice person. I hate conflict. I want my kids to like me. They'll like you more. I promise you, if you discipline well, and you don't have to be a mean person in doing it, but to teach well. Good discipline is about building skills to help in any situation that you find yourself in in conflict with your kid. I wanted to create advice that really works. So here's the advice. My course took me three years to write. And it took a lot of experience for me to go to listening to kids, listening to their parents, you know, parenting my own kids and now helping to parent my grandkids. And I put my heart and soul and all the wisdom I had into this program because I didn't want you to struggle the way I struggled. I wanted help. You want help. And I'm so grateful you joined my webinar to ask for help because when you apply the help, your life changes. My program is proven to work. So you say, okay, you've been talking about this program, Simple Discipline That Works. What is it? Well, here's what it includes. Five parts. One, parenting great kids boot camp. You learn five ways and you'll learn five tactics and, and tools to um, get yourself to set up for success the right way. Um, and when you do this, you will start seeing changes in your child immediately and your mindset will change. You go, oh my gosh, what she's talking about really works. Yeah, it really works. We're going to talk about um, your parenting preload. What is that? It's all the experiences that you had as a child and a young adult that you bring into your parenting. 
So if you had a bad relationship with your mother, your father, somebody was a yeller, that's going to affect your parenting. You got to square that away. Um, I talk about the three parenting styles. Are you a military sergeant? Are you too passive like I was? Talk about the lighthouse versus tugboat parenting. How to never nag again. Wow. Think about the energy you spend nagging. You don't need to nag anymore. Second part, busting bad behaviors. This is a quick fix. It's just what it sounds like. This will help you understand consequences and understand where bad behaviors come from. And it will empower you to set boundaries, even with very, very young children. It will let you tackle those really rough behaviors and end them. Once and for all, is it going to happen in a day? Nope. Is it going to happen in a week? Maybe. Will it happen in a month or two? Yep. Um, it will teach you age appropriate discipline by behaviors. It also gives you an eight step discipline solution. See my, how much more we have to talk about. Three, discipline with courage and kindness. We're busting bad behaviors is a quick fix. You know, if this happens, do this. Discipline with courage and kindness is the operating system. Um, it's the principles that are really important um, and the underlying st stuff that you'll start addressing. You'll learn about building character in your kids. You'll learn about disciplining in peace and in conflict. Right. That's what we need to do. How to build character and have these amazing teaching moments. I will talk to you about the expansion principle. The real goal of discipline is not to hit your kids over the head. It's to teach and create and help create an amazing adult how to teach your kids self control because any successful person, you and me, needs self-control. Four, the Ask Dr. Meg library. Here's where I, where I answer really specific questions like um, how to get your spouse um, on the same page as you in discipline, how to get your ex-spouse on the same page with you when it comes to discipline. Here's where we tackle the really stuff, tough stuff, and I have tons and tons of answers here. It's where you get the ongoing coaching. Finally, we have the Meeker Parenting Community. This is a closed community where you and I and all a lot of other parents come to together and we talk about everything. We talk about anything you want to talk about. We talk about how you tried one thing and it didn't work. How should you do it now? Um, you interact with, with other parents. You help them. They help you. I help you all. So it's very alive and it's really, really fun. That's everything that's included. Um, and I know I've talked really fast. There's so much in there, friends. Because when I tell you we can change your kids and change your parenting, I mean it. We really can. If you buy the course separately from my website, um, all of this would cost over $800. And I don't want it to cost you $800. It's always going to be available on my website. So you can go and get it anytime you want. Okay, but it's $800. But now, because I mean this, I am going to offer, I'm going to offer every single one of you my course, all of the stuff I just talked about for $199. But you got to jump on it right away. Okay. You got to jump. You got to go. You got to start. Okay. Say so today's a fresh day. Today's a fresh day with my parenting. As I said, changing your home from chaos to peace and order is so much closer than you think. It's so much closer than you think. Once you invest the time and the energy and you start going through the content in this course, and you take a small bite here and a small bite there, and let me show you how you're going to feel afterwards. And you're going to go, why didn't I start this two, three, four, five years ago? Um, and, and then you have the tools and you're able to respond to your kids in any situation that you find them in or yourself in. You're just going to feel so much weight lifted off your shoulders. So let me share with you what will happen for your kids. This happens for your kids. Let me tell you about Stephanie. Um, Stephanie had a son who just turned 12. He had really bad ADHD. Can you relate parents who have a child with bad hyperactivity or they just can't pay attention? It's hard. 
Or if you have a child, child doesn't have it, just it's really hard living with a child kind of out of control. She saw his self-esteem was going down. His confidence was going down. He didn't have many friends. He was kind of bouncing off the walls. And she said, you know, to tell you the truth, I feel like I'm going to pull my hair out. She was at her wit's end. And Stephanie decided to invest in simple discipline that works. Really, really tough situation. And this is what she said. It hasn't even been a week of me changing my approach, and I can already see him carrying himself differently. His self-esteemed cart started to come back. His self-confidence started to come back. Their relationship was calmer, and there was less conflict. Thank you, Dr. Meg. Doesn't that sound good to you? Of course it does. You know, this stuff is the result of using the tools. And maybe you don't even have to use every tool in simple discipline. You, you know, maybe you just need a couple. Maybe you need them all. Maybe you need a couple this year and a couple next year. It's all here for all age children. No matter how many mistakes they've met, made, no matter how many mistakes you've, ma you've made, my goal for you is to feel confident in your parenting. Kids don't respect words. You know, you can tell them to respect you all you want because of this and this. They're not going to respect that. Kids respect action. And simple discipline that works is about teaching you to act, to talk less, to listen more, and to act better and not to and not to over speak to your kids i want to show you the best actions you need to take to raise the best kid you can i just want to say that finally you know no friends the kids will end up in my office in a really bad place really bad place never said their parents over disciplined them and they never said they were too involved in their business they said their parents never said cared enough to say no it's not about discipline. Good discipline makes kids feel important. Kids who get in trouble, like the ones I talked about earlier, are those whose parents bailed. They caved. They never gave consequences and stuck to them. They were smart parents. They were kind parents. They're too afraid to rely on what their gut was telling them to discipline their child in a healthy way when they exercised bad behavior. Kids who end up growing up to be extraordinary adults are the ones who had parents who were strong enough to set boundaries and learn how to be tough, but loving at the same time. I can help you get where you want to be. And you're so much closer than you think. I'm so excited for you to get started. I'm so excited to see you in the Meeker Parenting community. This, I promise, is going to be one of the best decisions you've ever made. Thank you so much for taking time with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to be with me. I've really enjoyed interacting with you. Thank you for your questions. And click that link if you haven't done so already to get the program full money-back guarantee, I promise. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening. I would love to welcome you to Simple Discipline That Works and the Meeker Parenting Community. It is so fun. I hope that you'll jump on this special offer. As a reminder, for just $199, you'll get the blueprint to happy parenting and peace in your home through my Simple Discipline That Works program and access to my private Meeker Parenting community where you can ask questions. Typically, this would cost over $800 if you bought it from my website. This deal isn't always available, so head to ParentingGreatKidsPodcast.com and sign up for that instant access to the program. Also, just for heading over there, I have two additional trainings that I'll give you absolutely free. Again, that's ParentingGreatKidsPodcast.com. And parents, always remember, great kids are raised, not born, and great parents are taught, not born. <laughs>